0: Amen. Thank you, Joe. I do, too, love Isaiah. And this great prophet, as he uh, speaks to us this evening, when Isaiah chose to speak to our our deepest longings and our our deepest needs, the prophet chose light as the symbol because he knew how dark the world can be. Uh, So we come tonight to celebrate The light, the light of the world has come. Over the past several weeks, we've been asking ourselves, is this just another Christmas? And the answer is, it depends. (laughs) It depends on you. It depends on if you believe the miracle of the message. If you believe the miracle of the message, then it can never be just another Christmas. And as we've been talking over this season of Advent, about Christmas, we've talked also about how there are really two Christmases going on at the same time. The first Christmas that we see going on is the Christmas that the world celebrates with lights and glamour and family gatherings and exchanging of presents and Santa and eating good food. I like that Christmas. It's a lot of fun. It is fattening. (laughs) There is a lot of fun surrounding how the world celebrates Christmas. But come December 26th, that Christmas is packed up, the decorations move back up into the attic, the Christmas tree taken down, and life goes back to normal. But the second Christmas, the the Christmas of the Bible, that doesn't go away on December 26th. No, that Christmas resounds till the end of time. That light of Christmas goes on for eternity. So we come tonight to celebrate that Christmas, to celebrate the life and the light of Jesus. And we've been using during this season of Advent as we prepared ourselves for Christmas, the prophet Isaiah as our backdrop. And the reason is because Isaiah speaks so much to what is taking place on Christmas day. He had so many prophecies about the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, and the final return of Jesus. And so we've been looking at these stories because Isaiah has been given some amazing visions of this future Messiah. So I wanna go back in time to the time when Isaiah wrote. And he starts this chapter, chapter nine, in verse one with these words. He says this, there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the later time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. So let me give you a little context. We've been talking about how the nation of Israel is divided up into several tribes. And Zebulun and Naphtali are two of the northernmost tribes of Israel. And so anytime a nation would come to attack Israel, we talked about how they had to go up through the north and come down or up through Egypt and so when the Assyrians were coming to attack Israel, Zebulun and Naphtali got the brunt of it. They always were uh, the first at war and the last for the people to leave. And so here they were, the two northernmost tribes of Israel, and the Assyrians are overrunning them. In fact, they, the Assyrians annexed these two tribes and their land, and they were cut off from the rest of Israel. They were separated from their country and from their families. So what possible word of encouragement can Isaiah offer? What can he say that will bring hope? Well, he starts out by saying there will be a glorious time in the future that comes from Galilee, that hope will come from Galilee. And so we see that at the end of this verse. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee. Of the nations. What an incredible word of hope for these people because Zebulun and Naphtali, they lived in the area of Galilee. And here Isaiah is telling him, a future glory will come from Galilee to save you. Isn't that an amazing prophecy? We see that later in Luke, some 700 plus years later, the the beginning of this fulfillment, when we read, in those days, A decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem. From Galilee, we would see something glorious come. Jesus was called Jesus of Nazareth. And Nazareth resided in Galilee. Isaiah believed that the chaos of the world, that the hope would come from Galilee, and that hope would be the birth of a child. Now this is the third time in Isaiah where where he mentions the birth of a child having incredible significance for the people and for the nation In chapter 7, we read that Sunday, the first time Isaiah mentions it, he says this, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That was the first time that Isaiah mentions a birth of a child. The second time is in chapter 8, where he expands on this idea of the birth of a child bringing hope. And then here in chapter 9, we get another vision of this child that is to come, For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, his authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts will do this. What a great prophecy! He's basically saying, I know things are terrible, I know that you're living in darkness. I know that the enemy has killed your people, your loved ones, but listen to this. A child will be born and it'll make all the difference in the world. He will overthrow all of your enemies and bring peace. Not just any peace, but a kingdom that lives in peace forever. Peace will come in the child that will be born. Don't worry, this hope will come to you. Isaiah framed his vision and his, his prophecy in this idea that a light will overcome the darkness, that people will rejoice. See, when Isaiah speaks this word, I'm sure the, the people of Zebulun and Naphtali must have said, that doesn't look like the world we're living in. <laughs> That's not the world that I'm experiencing right now because they were experiencing terror and brokenness. And weeping. But Isaiah responded. It doesn't look like it now. But it will one day. One day the light will truly overcome the darkness. And I don't think that we as as followers of Christ. Pay attention to these dreams and these visions enough. We need to pay more attention to these dreams and visions. Every day of our life. Because that is what our hope is built on. These dreams as big as Isaiah and these promises as wide as eternal peace from God. We neglect these deepest longings of our heart and we sometimes walk through the world in darkness because we forget the light. But Isaiah reveals the hope of the world to us. He says, the people who have walked in darkness, have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. And again, he goes on to say that this light will be a baby for a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is where our hope is revealed in Jesus, the one who is called Wonderful Counselor. I don't know about you, but sometimes I need a good counselor when I'm lost to guide me in life. But the next image that the name is given to this child is is Mighty God. What a fascinating name for a Jewish prophet to give to a child. How could a Jewish prophet say that a, a child would be named God? That doesn't make sense for a Jewish prophet. How could a baby be God? But beyond that, the next name says that this baby is everlasting father. And the last name is Prince of Peace. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, Prince of Peace, how could any baby fulfill those promises? It's an absolutely staggering prophecy. It's confounding. Those titles look beyond any human being. For how can a human be almighty God. That was the mystery of that part of the prophecy for the people of Isaiah's day. They knew that God was going to do something amazing, but they had no idea how and when. It would take approximately 730 plus years for us to get an answer to that question. When Luke revealed the answer to the prophecy given so many centuries before, So I wanna read to you Luke's version of the birth. The the scripture's gonna be on the screen, but some of you might wanna just close your eyes and listen. Imagine that you were there. Place yourself in the story. Here again, this prophecy fulfilled. Joseph went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You shall find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place And the miracle of Christmas. That God came from heaven to earth and dwelt with us, born a baby. Jesus has come and made all things new. There can never be just another Christmas when we believe the miracle of this message. And so tonight, God invites all of us, wherever we are, to turn to the light to live in Jesus. You might be living in darkness. That's all right. Jesus offers you light and life. Hear again the message. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Tonight we celebrate the light of the world. We don't live in darkness anymore. Amen. Amen. Amen.